0: I trust her ability to write It's not script. that but it's more... but I mean then Dazzler can give you oh. you don't like dazzler <laughs> Welcome to Multiversal Questions. I'm Luke. I'm Devin. And we're... Multiversal Q. Sandwiches. We don't finish each other's sentences or sandwiches. I'm going home. We're at your house already. Damn. You're trapped. So this week we are covering... Identity Wars, which was written by John Lehman. It was illustrated by several teams. I'm pulling up right now because I didn't realize until uh, rereading it that they had different artistic teams. Oh, really? You didn't notice that when there's so many freaking different letters on the front cover? Oh, wait, is this the same anchor? It might be. Doria's on every single one of them. Oh, yeah. Co- cover. All the colors were done by Fabio Doria. Okay, well... I just okay. totally butchered that name. Fabio Doria. All of these were written by John Lehman, who you may know from the series Chew, and he's also been more recently doing work with uh, mostly DC, I believe. But this was back in 2011, 2011? 2012. Yeah, 2011. Yeah, oh, yeah, it has to be 2011, because there's all the uh, adverts for Fear Itself in there. Oh, Fear Itself. But that right, is yeah. a story for another podcast because we aren't talking about fear itself because there's no fear itself multiverse well i don't know are we actually ever going to talk about the 616 because technically it is a multiverse that would be like the 100th episode spectacular there we go it'll be five hours long yes as we cover the entire history of the 616 (laughs) cap is dead except he's not magical time we didn't start the fire The human torch, the android was the first one burning, and then he died. Then the human torch, and then he died too. And then they both came back. Yeah, I can't wait to have to edit this. No editing, no editing at all. Uh, so yeah, this took part in uh, three different annuals. The first issue we're talking about is. The Amazing Spider-Man, annual number 38, which was written by John Lehman, illustrated by Lee Garbett, inked by Mark Pennington, and then colored by Fabio D'Arre. And uh, the basic story starts off with uh, Peter Parker working at Horizon Labs, and all of a sudden, uh, Deadpool is trying to, or Deadpool has been hired to help break into the labs, uh, and get into a multiversal machine that will allow uh, the user to find their most successful universe, I believe it was. But anyway, I think John Lehmann, yeah, took really good advantage of the whole devil brick and the fourth wall. It's a great comedic effect, something we definitely see in his Chew series. Basically, I mean, you have him explaining what this transdimensional machine does, and the way he does that is because he peeks into the next page where one of the robbers explains to him again what it does. Mm-hmm. And this is also uh, the Deadpool when he still had the multiple uh, caption boxes. Yeah, the white and yellow one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I one? miss them. Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah, so Spider-Man uh, is at the lab as Peter Parker. And also there is uh, Bruce Banner, a.k.a. the Incredible Hulk, who has been hired to work there at night so he doesn't get stressed out and Hulk out. Because they need his... Uh, Bruce Banner mind, but not the Hulk insurance. Yeah. Even though you will see him later to Spider-Man. It doesn't really matter. That place gets destroyed about a billion times anyway. Yeah, Uh, they've probably programmed in some sort of reset button. But uh, the criminals, not knowing that it is Bruce Banner, uh, threaten him. He hulks out, starts destroying the machine, and Spider-Man shows up. And they all get sucked into the portal. Yes. Which, when they um get to the other side, there's already been a huge explosion. And Spider-Man sees the Spider-Man of his future, or of the other alternate universe. The Spider! He's unconscious and kind of pretty much badly damaged. So he takes him back to the Spider Cave, where basically, basically he's like, he has like all the toys of Batman in this universe. Yeah, he's a uh, Batman type hero. He's uh batman with pretty much cosmic powers he's uh we find out that while he is temporarily weak uh he's single-handedly defeated galactus when he shows up to fight criminals they surrender yeah oh yeah no like the first yeah he swings in to fight the rhino because peter parker is now taken over as the spider he punches rhino once and rhino just says nah man i'm good you yeah. freaking killed Thanos, like... <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going to mess with you. And uh, one of the great things that we see in Peter's... Uh, in uh, the Spider's Spider Cave is he has his uh, trophy gallery, like Batman has. And uh, one of the tiny details I love is that he has Mysterio's globe head actually used as a fishbowl. Yes. Which is a great joke, but uh, this Peter Parker... Uh, this spider doesn't make jokes, which... Is weird for our six one six hero. Yes, and uh, the story develops that this Peter uh, turned out differently because instead of being killed by the bullet, Uncle Ben was only raised. Well, it it wasn't he was very badly injured. He was a quarter inch to the right, I think, of his heart. Yeah, and yeah, he managed to stay alive, but basically turned him to an evil, bitter old man. And so, yeah, so the whole thing comes down to is they're using multi dimensional Spider Man to get pulled into the spider's dimension, where then they basically siphon out their powers and drain them so that he becomes even more powerful. So he's an inheritor. Basically. I mean, actually, yeah, rereading this was like, there are so many parallels to the Spider Verse event that just went down. Yeah, and uh, for those keeping track at home, this universe is Earth. 11638 slash TRN142. The TRN142 was its designation before it got an official number. Things that don't matter! Interesting! Yay! Yeah, yeah, we'll get back to the inheritors later on. But uh, yeah, Uncle Ben in this universe is evil. He's ready to try and kill this universe's Peter Parker, so the spider gets back up to full strength. He misses. And puts the spider into a coma. Yeah. So Peter's stuck because uh, his other uh, universe traveling companions are happy in the universe for the time being. And he lacks the uh, spider's enhanced knowledge. And so he can't really fix the machine. Yeah. And so we're sort of stuck with Peter Parker, with that old Parker luck, getting stuck in this universe where... He retires as spider for the most part, and uh, he takes over Peter Parker's life running Parker Labs. Yeah. And that brings us to Deadpool Annual. This is Deadpool Annual number one, once again written by John Lehman, uh, illustrated by Juan Doe. And uh, he also did the inking. and then once again it was Fabio de Aria on the colors. Okay, basically, this issue was really great. Again, another perfect John Laman's use of Deadpool. Because here, he's found his perfect counterpart in Death Wish. Death Wish wears a green version of his costume, but, I mean, the first, like, three or four pages is just them just completely dicking around. I mean, you have Deadpool swimming around in a shark tank. They're, like, playing, like, tennis with teddy bears. Everything's going well. Oh, and they're doing... My favorite was the Cowboy standoff that they kept doing. And what we find out after that standoff is that, uh, unlike Deadpool, Death Wish does not have a healing factor because he is not actually the Wade Wilson of this universe. He... I forget if it's ever actually explicit, but he's the Doctor Doom of this universe. It is explicitly stated because the Wade Wilson of that universe is actually Doctor Doom and flat out murders Death Wish. Mm Mm-hmm. To which causes Deadpool. I mean, actually, it's kind of great. Basically, it's how Gwen Stacy died. The way he's holding his arm, the way he's screaming (laughs) at Dr. Doom. But no, he knows. This is how you find out, is he carries his body back to Parker Labs, and Peter does tests on him and finds from a DNA test that it is Dr. Doom. That's right. And uh, actually, in this universe, uh, Doom had sort of given up after the spider single-handedly stopped Galactus. Yeah, because of the Fantastic Four disband mm -hmm. shortly after. And uh, it was Reed Richards who had performed the experiments that gave Deadpool his healing factor, which also ended up affecting his brain, so his brain is constantly healing. So he became your Doctor Doom, multi-purpose, super genius, super crime lord, and subjugator of all of the other villains in the world, and he became Death Mask. Yes. Which I kind of just love, Mm because it means... Apparently, just regardless of what universe you're in, Reed Richards is still the cause of Dr. Doom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, so under his employ, you've got alternate versions of uh, Hammerhead, Kingpin, uh, Bullseye, MODOK, and they've all got different names. Uh, Hammerhead is Brain Dead. And, uh, oh, there's Deadeye as Bullseye. Yeah, They all have the word dead in the title. With the exception of Hydra Bob, who's yes. just Bob. <laughs> yes, which it was great to see him back back when Bob was a reoccurring character in Deadpool. Well, no, I was reading at this time, and he still wasn't. He had he and like all of Deadpool's friends at the time had more or less abandoned him. Well, he still came back a few more times after that. Yeah. yeah, that was still when he turns on him with the whole um, when Deadpool was his healing factor. With the whole evil Deadpool round. Okay. Bob does come back because he turns on him then. Which we've never seen him since. I miss you, Hydra Bob. Yeah, uh, so Deadpool declares war on Death Mask and proceeds to Looney Tunes it up by uh, giving Death Mask a big old bomb which knocks uh, Death Mask out even though he has a healing factor. They switch costumes and then uh, Kingpin... Yes, Deadweight ends up uh, rowing uh, Death Mask dressed as Deadpool out into the ocean with another big bomb that kills Kingpin and stops Death Mask for the time being. And then Deadpool proceeds to completely dismantle the criminal empire and uh, he sets up a charity using all the money, which is the Make a Death Wish Foundation. And then my favorite, which is drawing glasses, mustaches, and giant penises all over the arcade spell books of Deadwood. Yes. And, uh, uh... So, uh, Peter Parker uh, from 616, dressed up as the spider again, comes in, starts to fight, and then he realizes, oh, no, this is Deadpool. And, uh, that's when Deadpool explains, yeah, he's dismantled the entire uh... Criminal Syndicate. Yeah. Yes, the Criminal Syndicate. And that's where the second issue mostly leaves, until we see that uh, as Deadpool tosses out one of the books of evil, I believe it is literally translated as the Book of Evil, yeah. uh, uh, that falls out, uh, hits Death Mask in the head, and actually sends him down to hell, where he makes a deal with Mephisto to uh, serve Mephisto in exchange for releasing monsters on the Earth, which leads us into the Hulk. Before we go into the Hulk, I do really love the ending of this one. The whole, like, romance that Deadpool so clearly wants with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Just as... Because I mean, basically Spider-Man is completely right, he's just like, wait, you're the hero of this book, Deadpool. Because he actually stops the criminal syndicate for once in his life. Which then leads to Deadpool's greatest wish being fulfilled, which is a hug from Spider-Man. Which, apparently, we're supposed to be ranking these multiverses. Apparently it's completely pointless now, because Spider-Man has now officially declared that this is the worst multiverse ever. <laughs> There's worse ones. Rain. Yeah. But we'll get back to that later. Uh, so, yes. Uh, the final issue was in the Incredible Hulk's annual number... Oh, The Incredible Hulk's annual number one, Uh, which once again was John Layman writing, Uh, Al Bernuevo as the artist, Mark Pennington again on ink, and then our good friend Fabio D'Aria on issue three. Uh, Solves the question. What happens to the Hulk? Uh, Because one recurring factor that we've had is that Bruce Banner can no longer turn into the Hulk, and it turns out the Hulk is in... Hell, yeah! Because instead of becoming a super scientist, this Bruce Banner went to Doctor Strange, who had nothing better to do because the spider was solving everything. And so he banished, or he helped uh, Bruce Banner train in magic, banished the Hulk to hell, and then become the new Sorcerer Supreme as Doctor Strange went on a multiversal tour. I put air quotes around that tour because... He's having astral spirit sex, probably. Probably. And uh Yeah, so with uh Deadpool and Spider-Man sort of ready to head back, banners sort of realize that they're stuck there for the time being. So they might as well try and find that world's Bruce Banner, who Spider-Man reveals how he solved the Hulk issue. You already covered this. Yeah, but we had a bit of overhang when I got that. Oh. Yeah, oh, well, it stopped recording. Uh, so anyways, at the end of the Deadpool issue, uh, Death Mask had ended up uh, casting a spell that released this uh, Sorcerer Supreme, uh, Bruce Banner's Hulk, into the world. And because he spent so much time over in hell... Oh, he's kind of turned into like a demon Hulk right now. And he's bright orange instead. Yep. But also because of this now... Our Bruce Banner's Hulk 616. Hulk is actually also stuck in hell because basically the same spell applied. That's the way these things work, don't they? Yeah. Okay. So uh, Bruce uh, realizes that it's not a really good thing to have one evil Hulk who's running free on Earth. So he's able to convince uh, Bruce to uh, basically bring back his Hulk uh, to bring back both Hulks. But they still want to try and get rid of Super Evil Demon Hulk because Super Evil Demon Hulk is Super Evil Demon Hulk. Mm -hmm. And the way that they distract him is great. Oh, yes. So basically, he wants to kill Banner just like... I mean, a lot of the times in the Hulk stories, it's always about how Hulk hates Banner. So you have Super Evil Demon Hulk decides to go kill Banner... And to distract him, you have Doctor Strange, Bruce Banner, basically, or I guess Bruce Banner, Sorcerer Supreme, cast a spell of glamour on Deadpool to make him look like Bruce Banner. So this Hulk just starts wailing on Deadpool because he has a healing factor, he can take it. Mm-hmm. And realizing that the only way to permanently banish the Hulk, uh, Demon Hulk, is to. Untap the magics of the Eye of Agamotto. They bring both Hulks back, and uh, they just get into this Hulk fight. And it turns out that our Hulk, Green Hulk, has been holding the Eye of Agamotto, which can only be broken by the Sorcerer Supreme. So Demon Hulk punches it, reverts back to uh, Puny Banner for like half a second. And then long for, enough long enough for Green Hulk to snap his neck and kill him. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. I mean, here, I mean, I feel like Peter Parker Spider-Man would have to have known the plan for this. And he would have had issues with it. I agree. So I, I was actually a little bit interested with that, that none of that was ever brought up. Especially because that would have been, I believe this would have been written after Marla Jameson had died, which would have been the whole no one dies not of Spider-Man. It, it's, it's not 616. It doesn't count. But it's still 616 Spider-Man. But well, I feel like it would. Not his problem. And it's John May. He writes he yeah. cheers. He'll write some weird stuff. Yeah. And uh, speaking of weird stuff, now freed from his earthly bonds, evil Banner, or uh, Magical Banner, uh, goes down to hell and frees Peter Parker from his coma. Uh, Death Wish is sentenced to eternally fight Demon Hulk for the amusement of Mephisto and uh, with the power of uh, the souls who have been wrongfully trapped in hell uh, Peter Parker formerly the spider now becomes Ghost Spider Ghost Spider Which which I laughed my ass off the first time I read that like it was such a great idea Oh, it's a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. But uh, with uh, Super Genius Parker back, he's able to fix the machine and send back Hulk, Spider Man, and Deadpool to go back to the world, maybe a bit closer together. Just a bit. I do also love how Ghostbusters Little, basically wearing a Future Foundation costume. Yes. And uh, that is actually the end of the world. Well, the last time that we see the world, because despite uh, Ghost Spider being shown in uh, promotional material for uh, Edge of Spider-Verse, he does not show up in Edge of Spider-Verse. Yeah. Which was weird, because I would have loved to see Ghost Spider and his penance webs, I guess. Or at the very least, just the spider. Yeah. Neither of them showed up. Which, yeah. Come on. You've what, got... What, what's it, a it take, dance Slatt? I mean, you promised everyone. You've got some of the most randomly obscure characters from, like, 30 years ago. This one's only from, like, what, three years? Yeah. But, I mean, the uh, promotional art that had a picture of him was pretty cool. But, yeah, I mean, he could have been a big part. Especially since they're fighting guys who, oh, hey, they are also killing multiversal spider man I agree. In sapping their life. Yeah, I think it could have been something really cool. Mm-hmm. A bit of a tread about being fair play. Or someone with a beef because he too knows the sins. I mean, they could have had him uh, dealing with. Uh, it was Kane who was the one with the stupid mask and he was like, oh, I. Ah! The what? misformed uh, inheritor who ended up. Oh, Karn? Yeah. Kane is Scarlet Spider. Whatever. Uh yeah. So there was some untapped material there. But uh Yeah, this is a world that now only has Ghost Spider as its hero. Yes. Which considering that he's no longer feeding on the uh life forces of other Spider-Man presumably leaves the world more or less undefended. I don't know though because he would still have all the power of all the other spiders i mean in the spider mean, he had the power to defeat galactus yeah but that's when he was regularly getting energy and uh absorbing power i which i'll grant you is true but at the same time how many more threats are out there because mm-hmm. he's killed Thanos he's killed he stopped Galactus like yeah and everyone is basically as long as he doesn't like ever show any weakness to anyone mm-hmm. He he can be powered by his reputation. Exactly, I mean because Rhino went down after one Peter Parker punch. So yeah. like, and then the uh, other thing to really consider here is that you've got a world where all the people who would normally be doing super science heroing, like Tony Stark, who became fat in this universe, yes, uh, they're presumably doing super science and actually improving the world. Yeah, and because you always have crime there. It's, uh, you're presumably still going to have criminals, but it's a lot more white-collar crime as opposed to ending the world. Yeah, I would agree. Though, one of these weird things that just struck me is, why wasn't Rhino part of, uh, Death Mask's group? I mean, that would have been a neat thing to, uh, sort of foreshadow Death Mask, having a, uh, weird-colored version of the Rhino... He gets some more Spider-Man banter there. though Rhino's usually a free agent unless he's sinister-sixing, right? For the most part. Well, I mean, I guess they don't want to... F- I wouldn't have foreshadowed it only for the sense of... It was mostly to show that, like, the Rhino was, like, willing to give up so easily. Yeah. If he was a member of that he, version... He, he would have been well, expected he to he fight, otherwise he would have... E- exactly. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, that was the biggest thing that... In the mind. For me, the one that always bothered me was more of the fact of 616 Peter Parker like, wanted the spider to be punished for the death of all these spiders. Yet he kind of just let Uncle Ben just stew in his own guilt. Which to me is like, I'm sorry, if anyone did anything wrong, it was Uncle Ben. Because, yeah. like, he was the one who was pushing Peter down that path. Because we even had a discussion with uh, Dr. Magical Banner. Is, he says, I mean... Peter Parker's a good man. He was just pushed down a dark path. So it's like, why are you punishing the person who was more of a victim of manipulation Yeah, it's... rather than the evil man who won? The way that Aunt May was clearly shaking when oh, she was yeah. bringing him tea, was just like, the dude's evil. Yes. And the way he spoke about Barry Jane and Gwen Stacy, it was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, that guy is a complete yeah, asshole. He calls them like money grubbing whores or something like that. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, who wouldn't be interested in him if he wasn't a, so they, He calls them gold diggers. Yeah, but they aren't messing with no broke broke. Yeah, that ends up uh, off that universe. Yep. We are now moving on to our brand new segment: ranking the universes, which we'll probably come up with a better name. And uh, so, what we're going to do here is travel the multiverses. So now we're moving on to our new segment, <laughs> Trial of the Multiverses. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to edit out that part beforehand. So, it's uh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, each week we're going to rank these multiverses that we've covered in order of best to worst. And uh, yeah, from last week we've got as our sort of starting rounds the What If Spider Man Joined Fantastic Four base universe. So, Identity Wars, better or worse of a universe than Spider-Man joining Fantastic Four? I like it a lot better. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I do love some of the aspects of Spider-Man joining Fantastic Four, mostly when it concerns Namor, Evil Reed, Evil Johnny. <laughs> uh, Who's to say we can't have that in this one, we didn't see many more people, I mean, Johnny. No, we didn't. But, uh, yeah, I'm fine ranking that above uh, Spider-Man, and the Fantastic Four, because right now we are... We're just starting to fill out the list. Both well, of me one Again, I've never been the biggest Fantastic Four man. Where Hulk, Spider-Man, and Deadpool. I love all three of them. Yes. Okay. Uh, so if you would like to add on a universe... To this list, feel free to submit it at MultiversalQ on Twitter or at multi, or MultiversalQ at gmail.com. And uh, all you need to do is either give us a universe designation, Marvel or DC, and we'll put it on our list. Or if you want to give us a premise, like uh, Earth-788 is, for example, Jane Foster, Thor, as for she became do, where she became Thor, except she is. Thor just seems really bad. She becomes Thor. Thor. Yeah, she becomes Thor. Jason Aaron says it's just fine. We just call anyone who has the power of Thor Thor. Yes. Uh, angry parts of the internet. Um, even though I've watched it, that always confused me, only for the sense of is Thor like his. Name, yeah, but I mean, there have been more than one Thor and they keep getting reborn and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Remember, that's just call him Odinson, which is like, okay, that's fine. I'm remember Odinson. that time that uh, Odin made that other guy Thor so he could die in place of Thor? Thor, 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 yeah, Thor, Thor. Uh, yeah, so if you would like, uh, you can either send over a premise for a universe that doesn't exist. Or you can give us an actual designation, and as long as we don't have plans to cover it in depth, we will get to that. Uh, this week, we also do have a reader question. If you have a reader question, you can submit it to our Twitter, which is MultiversalQ. Or our email, which is MultiversalQ at gmail.com. Or, uh, yeah, the we really don't third, care. Third. Yes, that for third thing. We did get a question this week from at RomComYourMom, who asks, what, in your opinion, are the most socially progressive universes? For me, that's a really tough question. Only because of most of the multiverses, we see them in a very, like, stagnant moment in time. Where, I mean, to me, it's like, honestly, it would probably be like the 616 only because that one is one that has been able to progress as time has gone on. Now, if we're just going for a complete multiverse, that's that's tough. Yeah, well, and it also goes with, well, how do you define progressiveness? I mean, is it, oh, you have racial diversity because you could bring in the uh, DC universe where all the main heroes except for Batman are African-American, except there that's the standard, it's not necessarily progressive from that standpoint.
1: And it's it, the same it, thing
0: with the new A-Force from G. Willow Wilson, with the all-female Avengers team. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if you read online, but it's because that entire world is just female. All the men are dead. Basically, so it's Why the Last Man. I thought it was just like a feminist super. plan See, okay. that's what I was hoping it was going to be. Yeah. Where it's not. From what I've understood, it's supposed to be only women in that. So, all of them are dead. Do, 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 do. So, yeah, so that was a little bit disappointing. So, I guess I can't even name that one anymore. Uh, honestly, what I might go with is uh, the alternate, or the ultimate universe. Uh, you had uh, Evil Reed oh, okay. Richards, but uh, he made his uh, sort of dome bubble world with the ultra progressive people who progressed beyond race and gender and all that stuff. And yeah, they turned out to be evil, but there is sort of that comic booky—that is the ult- ultimate definition of being progressive. Yes, but I guess my other ones too. I mean, well, I mean, you have the Age of Ultron or like Old Man Logan, where everyone just gets killed indiscriminately regardless of race or gender. Uh, progressive? Question mark? Not really. Now, the most progressive universe is probably that one, uh, universe where Progressive the insurance company paid to get a Avengers comic book on, like, the back page. Yeah, you know, those nice promotional comics. Yeah. And if that doesn't exist, it exists somewhere in the multiverse. It's true. It's probably what the Harley ads. Yeah. Oh, that thing only lasted eight months. <laughs> where it was like, oh... Hey, it's Loki behind this. Except, no, it's not really Loki behind this. And oh wait, isn't Kid Loki supposed to be a hero? Dude, I didn't do it. I read like the first one, maybe. It it was confusing and not very good. The art kept looking the same, so I kept getting confused when the next one came out. Yep. We'd also like to give a shout out to Noel Vlay for doing our fantastic cover art and getting that in faster than any of us expected, if you can name all of the characters, that is a fantastic thing for you, nerds. We would also like to take this moment to admit that we made a mistake. Correction, Luke made a mistake. Unlike uh, uh, what we stated last week, uh, the universe where Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four is not in fact 722 as we stated. it is. 772. But uh, yeah, you've been listening to multiversal questions. I'm Luke. And I'm Devon. And you can find me on Twitter at at Coltrag K-O-L-T-R-E-G. And you can find me at, at Fred O F R E D D O F E T T. Next week we'll be starting our multiversal tour with the Exiles. Luke, what volumes of Exiles should we be covering for the listeners at home? Well, listeners, we're going to be starting off with volume one of the first Exiles series and the first two issues of that. So, we'll get an introduction to the team and our first world in peril. Woo! See you then. <laughs> da, 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 da.